0: What's going on, my friends? Welcome back to On the Hill um, for a Week Four recap. Uh, not, not the weekend we want to be talking about here on the podcast, especially after getting pumped up on Friday. Tough weekend all around this podcast. Um, tough weekend for Clemson sports. Tough weekend for the Lions. We'll get there in a minute. Um, but, fellas, how are we doing this week?
1: Honestly. Not very good. Pretty, pretty bad weekend. Uh, it's just tough, tough way to lose an OT. It's also tough when you lose to you know an NFL breaking sixty six yard field goal. I mean that always hurts. Um, yeah, heart, heart's kind of ripped out of my chest on multiple occasions. But you know, after all this sadness, all this despair, one good thing happened. There's a new champ in the Pickham boys. Five and no. The king is here. The champ is here.
2: Let's go. It's week four. Calm down. Yeah, enjoy it while you have it. Um, you know, we're here this week. Uh, brutal, brutal weekend for Clemson football. Uh, you know, it, we haven't seen this poor performances from Clemson football in a very long time. Um, but, you know, we're here. We're recording another episode of the podcast. We're going to try and stay fired up. I got my first win in fantasy football in any of my leagues this this week. Um, So, you know, there's good things. Unlike the Lions, the Packers know how to win with a field goal. Um, So, you know, we're we're chugging right along.
0: Um, When I was thinking about what I was going to say to kind of recap the game, um, it occurred to me that if this is like one of the lowest points in Clemson football um, nowadays, then I can stand with it because should, should we be losing to NC State? No, um, it's obviously a tough place to play, gritty team. They play pretty pretty physical, um, but no, we're the better team. We have much much more talent on the field, so we should not be losing the game. But if this is the lowest point that we we are in a good spot, boys. Um, obviously, I don't expect it to get like get any worse than this season. Uh, I hope we can get it back on track here pretty soon. Um, but there is Tony Elliott sitting in the booth, so you never know what happens. Um, yeah, thoughts on the game?
1: I mean, some notable losses, lots of injuries. Uh, Skalski went down early. Who cares? Wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> But uh went down early. Shipley goes down with an injury out for the season. Brian Brzee out for the season. Spectre got banged up and got back in the game. I mean, geez, just it just seemed like nothing was really going our way. Offense is just oh my god. It's just terrible. It's I
0: don't know what Tony Elliott's doing. Hey Jack. Terrible clock management. Shipley's not out for the season. The uh preliminary out for the season? No preliminary, preliminary test thought or suggested that it would be a torn ACL, but it looks like a broken kneecap. So anywhere from three to eight weeks is what I've seen. So could be worse. All right, all
1: right. That gives us some light at the end of the tunnel. Brian out for the year, that's tough. Best defensive player we got. But I mean, just terrible clock management, terrible offense. I mean, we we even had a chance. They missed field goal towards the end, got us into OT. I mean, we put ourselves in a bad situation. And you know, when that happens, especially away, I mean, the crowd's going to help NC State. It's just you're not going to win when you're making that many
2: mistakes. Yeah, um, it was tough to watch. Our offensive play calling continues to be flat. Um, I'm not optimistic, uh, you, Clark. Um, you know, you said this is as low as you think it'll go, and I think we're we're just getting started. Um, yeah I, I there there's not a whole lot to say other than it's the same stuff that has wrong what's wrong with our team all year long uh you know horrible offensive play calling the offensive line continuing to be soft um and and our defense that has been good but just continues to get plagued by injuries um so you know i Buckle up all I can say, because it's going to be a bumpy road from here on out.
0: You know what, Colin? You're probably right. Um, the one thing that scares me is there's been no no innovation, I guess is a way to put it. Um, it's the same thing, and I know it's been the same thing for three years, but it's the same thing as the Georgia game. It's the same thing as when D.J. barely scraped whatever, however many yards passing against SC State. It's the same thing as when we scraped by Georgia Tech last week. It has not changed at all. RG3 was up in the booth for calling our game, and I didn't watch it, but I saw the highlight on Twitter where he said, um, our play calling is archaic. It's straight stem routes. There's There's nothing creative about it. So you're making teams like Georgia Tech, like NC State, heck, like SC State, look like they can stop us every once in a while. Um, And this year just seems to be stacking on top of each other because they all had the scheme for it. So something's got to change. I don't know what exactly it is, but something's got to change.
2: What drives me up a wall is Tony Elliott in his press conference today addressed the, the archaic play calling. And he said, you know, it's the same offense they're running at North Carolina. It's the same offense they're running all over the country. Why in the hell are we running the same offense as UNC, who hasn't won a championship in how many years? Why? We're not, we're, we're Clemson. We're not, we're not UNC. Mediocrity is not acceptable here. Like, is, it drops me up a wall. The problem is, I just don't see
1: an answer for our offense. I don't, I don't see anybody on the roster that, I mean, I just don't see it changing the next. I mean, we don't have quarterback, but DJ. I Maybe mean, we could try throwing Tyson out there. But beyond Hunter Hound, Will Taylor, I mean, we don't have talent that can make up for that. But losing Shipley, who's been the one bright point of our offense for however many weeks is gonna hurt us. I mean, our receivers have been, you know, underplaying to their talent. I mean, I just don't see an answer for this offense, or a quick answer at least, that can just get us rolling soon.
0: I don't I don't think replacing DJ is the answer. I think I think DJ um has all the talent in the world. He hasn't shown hardly any of it this year. But my whole thing is, you got a lot of great quarterbacks out there that suffer because of bad play calling. And it's not like DJ doesn't have the talent or he doesn't have the talent around him. I'm sure there's weak points in our offense, but when you have no, I mean, no help from your play calling, then it makes you look horrible. When we got to that seven nothing lead, um, I didn't, I, the best thing I did this weekend was not watch the game. When we got the seven nothing lead, when I was checking the score, I was like, "Oh, great! We're gonna like we're gonna run all over My offense is clicking." First drive, like looks good through a deep pass to Jay Ross. Like, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what to say. But and down in the stretch, down in the fourth quarter, I mean, they missed that
1: first field goal. We get the ball back. Probably one of the worst three and outs I've seen in the history of what
0: football. What happened? What happened in that three and out? We- Hold up, Jack. We lost your technology. So I think I believe I think, we, I think we threw it on first. You're good now. Go.
1: I think we threw it on first, ran on second, and just threw a terrible screen at the, on third down. Just totally, it made no sense. It was the, the quickest and worst clock management I've ever seen. I mean, we were running the ball pretty good. Went away from that very quickly. I mean, and then exactly the archaic play calling. I mean, it's the, we just wasted. Such an opportunity after a missed field goal. NC State gets the ball back, gets in field goal position again. Thank God they missed. Send it to OT. That kicker, good God, he's lucky that they pulled it out in OT or else they would have come for his throat. And then just OT, I mean, you know, there's some bad officiating towards the end of the game. Right? You can't use that as an excuse. Um, You can say it was P.I. on that last throw to Justin. You could say it was the defensive holding call and NC State's second touchdown or first touchdown wasn't, you know, was it right? But, I mean, throw going for the end zone on a back shoulder fade, last play of the game on fourth and five. On fourth and five, that should be a fireball offense. Fourth and five, get the first, keep your team alive. Don't be going for the end
0: zone. What, what are you doing? I that mean, was, Tony Elliott, what are you thinking? That was going to be my next point. Um, I've had quarrels with Tony Elliott this entire season, and I thought I could – try and push through the rest of the season, but the nail in the coffin was the fourth and five play. I watched one play of that game, one play live. Um, well, live, I was streaming it. But one play, and it was that fourth and five play, and when I saw we threw the ball to the end zone on fourth and five with the game on the line from 20, 20 yards away, that's the, that is the worst play call I've ever seen in my entire life, barring the screens, too, that I've seen him call at terrible times. So, And I we know, went for the
1: end zone on third and five, too. Oh, we I did? Mean,
0: Oh, my word. Oh, God. I
1: mean, start running the ball, Tony. I mean, just get the first. You don't have to score on your first four downs in OT. I mean, you got to t- You do plenty of time. There's no clock. Get the first, keep moving, and get close. I mean, it made no sense. Why are you going for a back shoulder fade on fourth and five? It made no sense.
0: And the double coverage, bar, uh, mind that, too. So, it was – yeah, it was abysmal. Um. Something's gotta change. I, I I don't I know you can't change the entire offensive scheme in one week or in the middle of the season, but I think we could call a better flag football game. Um, and we don't play football. So uh gosh. Okay, anyways, let's let's move on. Um pick them this week. Congratulations, Jack. Um I Clean went four and one, I went four and one and had a great week, I thought. Um Colin not his best week, two and three. We both sit at ten and ten, but now Jack with a five and zero week going twelve and one.
2: Hey, as long as I'm keeping at five hundred or better, I'll take it.
0: Twelve and eight for Jack, two games ahead on both of us now. Collins been talking a lot of smack the
1: past couple weeks. You know, you just had to, you know, that little week four turnaround. You know, just gotta gotta jazz the team up, get the picks right. Even uh, hey, turned out good for me.
0: Um, let's uh, let's talk about let's talk about Arkansas. That's the game I want to go to first. Are they legit?
2: I would say they have a, they have a gauntlet, but you you know what, this is until they, until they prove us, until they us wrong. I think they're legit.
0: Listen, I, this is what I said this week. I said, they have two quality wins under the belt of Texas and Texas, and they own the state of Texas. Um, But we are going to learn everything we need to know about Arkansas these next three weeks. And it starts with Georgia and Athens as well. So I'm not expecting Arkansas to win. Um, but if they keep that game relatively close with a great Georgia team, who is, I think, one of the only two elite teams in the country at this point, um, I, I I would be very impressed with Arkansas. If they go two and one of these next three weeks with three ranked games, um, that'd be very, very impressive. I think they're legit. I think they're very worthy of their ranking right now. I believe it's number eight in the AP poll. Um, so Wu-Pig, congratulations to them. Looking forward to seeing how they do these next three weeks. Um, but yeah, and then we had Notre Dame and Wisconsin go into Soldier Field, and you would you look at that score and you say, "Well, holy crap! Notre Dame just murdered Wisconsin." That game was 13 to 10, with what like three minutes left in the third quarter, and then ended up, what 41 to 13 or something like that.
2: Big change job Wisconsin to be a lot better than that.
0: Very, very, very big fourth quarter from uh, Notre Dame. Unreal stuff from them. Um, Jack Cohn goes down, too, yeah,
1: the early,
0: in the back Cone, of Drew Pond. Jack Cohn going out early in that game as well. I thought that was very impressive from Notre Dame. Don't think they're, they're a great team. I just think Wisconsin is that bad, to be honest with you. Um, I, I mean, I'm not going to discredit Notre Dame. They played really well. But Wisconsin and Graham Mertz, Graham Mertz might be the most overrated quarterback in the history of college football. He hasn't thrown a touchdown in so long. Pathetic. He started out, his first ever start, he had like five touchdowns. Everyone
1: thought it was going to be the next big thing. Gets injured. Actually, no, he had COVID issues, I think, and then has been the same since, man.
0: Yep. LSU being Mississippi State. The Cowbells. Pretty convincing win there, too, by uh, the Tigers um, on the road there. Coach O getting it done. You like that one, Jack? I know you do. Go Tigers. Uh, We had the clean sleep at UCLA. That rivalry game wasn't 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 too close. Um, but I think UCLA is just a better team that people are giving them credit for. And I think Stanford's really bad. I don't think Stanford and They're pissed. They're
1: pissed off after that Fresno State loss. I expected them yeah.
0: pretty well there. I think I think Fresno State's decent, but UCLA's I think they're I think they I mean that's a team that beat LSU handily. Handily. So they've got something they got talent over there. They got something going on. Back for them. twelve, man.
1: They just keep they they shoot themselves in the foot. Can't get it done. Let's see if Oregon can
0: do it. But Oregon squeaking by an 0 three Arizona. By the way, late night, like squeaking by Arizona there. That wasn't in the pick'em, but I mean that was a close game. Um, FSU just they just can't do it this year, man.
1: What a joke! What, what a absolute joke.
0: Joke program. But if you both if you don't believe that I'm not taking FSU money line if they show up here 0 and seven or 0 six or whatever it'll be if they show up here without a win I'm taking FSU money line. I wouldn't
2: blame you. Florida for it. State's dead to me.
0: Colin, would you, would you be mad at me if I took Florida State money line when they come here? Or is that a solid pick? It's probably a good bet. I mean, it has some value, right? At this rate. At the rate
2: we're going. We might not have half our starting defense at that point in the season.
0: Our only bright spot on their entire team just gets annihilated the entire NC State game, and we lose half of the defense, including our best player. Um, but, yeah, FSU 0-4 now, Louisville, just extreme mediocrity. Um, we have BC this week. Obviously, we'll bring you a preview this Friday. Fourteen-point favorites. We open as um, Hammer BC. Yeah, right. Hammer BC. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I can't, can't 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 argue that one.
0: Anyways, um, as we said, it was a tough weekend in Clemson athletics, on the men's side especially. Um, Clemson soccer falling to pit at Pitt. Uh, talked to Charlie today. He said. Absolute domination by Clemson in the first half, but they just could not score. They come out in the second half, and it was like they were playing a different game, like a different team. Um, Pittsburgh changed their tactics. And was able to find a breakthrough. Um, tough tough loss there. Not going to say we're the, we're the curse yet. I think we said they had to lose again for us to be the curse, but I'm not going that far yet. Tough game up in Pitt. But we got we got Wake Forest. Um, excuse me. I, I, I'm wrong. We played Pitt at home. But anyways, same thing we lost. Uh, We got Wake Forest away this week. Very tough game. Wake Forest is a top tier team. Need to get a win there. Um, Charlie's Charlie's feeling confident. If we get our starting center back back, um, the commander, the leader of the team, holding that defense down, he he feels confident about the game. So hopefully they can pull out a dub this weekend. Um, But tough weekend there for the men's soccer team. Women's soccer went one and one up in North Carolina. NC State Beat, at least we had one team beat NC State this week. Um, two to one up there on Thursday. Uh, last Thursday, I should say. And then North Carolina uh, kind of gave our, our women's soccer team a beat down three nothing, three nil no on Sunday. Tough road trip up to North Carolina there um, to play two games up there on the weekend. But, you know, one on one's not terrible. We'll take it. Uh, hopefully they can get right back on track. They play they play at home against FSU. It's so a big game there this week. Um, but, Colin, I know you said the volleyball team won. At least that's a big, big nice one. Yeah, I got some wins there.
2: Picking up their second ACC win of the year, so.
0: But uh, anybody, exciting. Any more? Any more college football talk before we move on to your Lions, Jack? Because we have to talk a little bit more about your your game there.
1: Uh, do we have to? <laughs> do we have, have to. We live this nightmare over and over again.
0: Oh, you do. You you absolutely do. You're zero three Lions now. Um, Justin Tucker is the absolute goat of kickers. I don't care what anybody else says. He's the greatest kicker to ever walk on this planet. Sixty-six yards off the crossbar as time runs out for the Lions to lose.
2: It's
0: okay, buddy. Jack,
2: Jack when are we when are we giving up on Dan Campbell?
1: Whoa, whoa, there, Phillip. <laughs> it's been Three games. Relax. I mean, hey, I really have no words. Don't really know what to say. I mean, it's just such a Lions fashion. I mean, they played such a good game. Played so much better defense than last week. Um. Marquise Brown had a lot of drops, though. I mean, thank God, but we uh, I mean, really played a good Ravens team. Tough. I mean, the Ravens just beat the Chiefs last week. I mean, I mean, not much where you could ask. I mean, they they went down the field. They they got a field goal to win it, and uh, you know, but no one's going to talk about. It. Okay, so th- it was bad that we let Sammy Watkins get those yards, get him in field goal range, but no one's going to talk about the play before the field goal. Play clock goes to zero. 4 or 5 seconds goes by. Even the announcer says, "Is this not a delay of game?" Raven snapped the ball. And there's no call. I will give you the benefit of the doubt. When the announcer says it, like when the announcer says, "Is this not a delay of game?" before the ball's even snapped.
0: I will I, mean, I will give you the benefit of the doubt there. That was a delay of game and that should that should have been called. I mean, that would have backed – I
2: mean, probably officials never made make the record even longer. any mistakes. They don't ever do anything. Of course them. not. Of course not. They would yeah. if it was actually I mean, a penalty of they would have called it. I mean, I
1: just don't understand how it's not. I would love for Roger Goodell to, you know, explain that. But, um, but I mean, I just
2: knew it. Don't probably have it. a press statement. I probably had one made up today for
1: it. I just knew when Justin Tucker got there. I mean, it's automatic. It, it didn't matter where it was from. I mean, it did hit the crossbar, but it was already over. It was hit the backside of the crossbar. But, I mean, I mean, Justin's on my fancy team. I guess that's one positive. <laughs> but man, I just. No words. Lions have found just they continue to find new ways to lose, which is just crazy because they lose so
2: often.
0: Jack, I, I, they just, I mean, when you when you first started saying that kind of thing, like when I like really started actually listening to you about the Lions, I don't know, five years ago. I mean, always, it's just it's comedy. You always say they found new ways to lose and you don't have a more correct statement you've ever said in your entire life. They find every way they possibly can to lose. Every I'm just trying
1: time. to think of another team in sports that have lost in such comical and tragic ways. And I really can't. I, re- I really can't. No, there's really Lions not just, a team.
0: There really isn't. They're just.
1: I don't know what I did to deserve this. I don't know what the city of Detroit did to deserve this.
0: You were born into I mean, a family from Michigan. That's what you did to deserve this.
1: I just don't understand. Uh, I, I mean, God – that's what I'm going to ask God when I go up there. I'm like, why do you hate the Lions? I'm going to ask him. And he's probably going to give me some BS reason, like Roger Goodell is going to give us a BS reason. But, I mean, it's just – it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable.
0: Uh, there's a couple more games I want to talk about. Um, one being Trevor. He just can't seem to get a win. The Jags suck. Um the Cardinals, they had the hey, listen, the Jags did have the lead at halftime, 13-7.
1: A nice, a nice kick six return. Uh, yes.
0: For halftime. Jamal Agnew pulling a uh, Chris Davis. Former Detroit Lion
1: too, of course. God, misery <laughs> never ends.
0: <laughs> Former Detroit Lion, Jamal Agnew with a hundred nine kickoff, 109-yard 109 kickoff return, but the Jags fall um in the second half. Um then you move on to Chicago, where Justin Fields gets his first start and gets sacked a whopping nine times. Nine. For for one of the most agile quarterbacks in the league. I don't care if he's a rookie. Nine.
1: It's a tough day. It's a tough
0: day. Colin, do you ever have nine sacks in the game? No. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Sure and sweet. No. Um, anyways, uh, so yeah, did not go well for, for Justin Fields. He has the two lowest QBR ratings of the year. Um, he had a five. QBR in that game this weekend so tough tough sledding for him hopefully he'll turn me around um but lastly I want to talk about your Packers Colin your Packers go on the road to San Fran last night they do dominate, it again dominate the first half San Fran catches back up takes the lead late I mean 37 seconds left they give they give the ball back to Aaron Rodgers with 37 seconds and the man just does what he does takes him down the field, gets him in the field goal range, and Crosby just ends the 49ers, breaks their hearts. Big win for the Packers on the road. Rodgers is going crazy. Yeah, that's that's one of his all-time wins right there.
2: You just got to leave no doubt. Um, You know, make sure you you put yourself in a situation that your personnel can execute and take care of. Uh, And Aaron Rodgers has shown time and time again that – he can do a whole lot with a whole little bit of time. Um, it's just, it's a shame that our organization has treated him so poorly, uh, but you know we're gonna ride out this season. It was a questionable start, week one, but you know we're 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 back, leaving no doubt, silencing the haters. Um, yeah, we're just enjoying the ride, and not 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 to not to forget. We put together a ragtag offensive line. One of our tackles was a, is a third-string tackle. Our, two of our other offensive – our center and our, one of our guards is a rookie. The other guard was in his second start ever. So, I mean, four, four, of these, four of these five offensive linemen aren't regular starters, and to still be able to come out and take care of business, you know, I, it's a good thing. The Packers O-line hasn't always been – been a strong a stronghold of the team, um, and Aaron Rodgers has made the best of it. But you know, we look forward to it, make it making it work until David Bakhtiari comes back. Uh, but you know, again, always good to see the Packers win.
0: Um, I can just see the pain in Jack's face every time we have to talk about the Packers.
1: I mean, treated him poorly. I mean, made him a millionaire. They got a Super Bowl. He's been pleased, played with better players than the Lions have had his entire career. They took a chance <laughs> on him, when no one else did. He fell in the draft. The Packers treated him so terribly. I don't think so.
2: Be, while, while, we were, while we were on the topic.
1: Uh, Colin's going to fall on his crutch. Colin's going to fall on his crutch. Oh, the Lions sucks. so man, I'll, I'll just
2: stop. No, I'm, I'm not actually going to talk about the Lions. I'm going to talk about former Lions. L.A. Rams' great Matthew Stafford does it yet again. Living life ne- never loved his life more than he is right now. Just absolutely tearing it up with the Rams. Look at putting the Rams back and forth, making them look like a Super Bowl contender. Uh, you, you really love to see it. I'm glad he's having fun.
0: <laughs> I'm glad he's having fun. Oh boy, good win for the Rams there over the Bucks. Big win, too. Yeah, big, big one. Also speaking of that, the Chargers beat the Chiefs. So we in panic mode on the Chiefs this year.
1: Not a good start for Mahomes. Were they one and two now? One and two, yeah. I mean, Justin Herbert really, Justin Herbert really showed up. I mean, the game-winning Bengals, drive. The Bengals uh, have a better record than the they, Chiefs. They, hey, like they, the Bengals oh, are two and one. Joe Burrow better than better than Patty Mahomes. We're gonna go with that take, Clark. I didn't, I, those words. No, never Justin Herbert, you know, hey, big boy. That's what I mean. You, you implied it. You implied it. Uh, what? How about the Raiders too? 3-0 and top of that division, tied with the Broncos. And also
0: 3-0. That is the most shocking division Crazy stuff. right now. Raiders, Broncos leading the division at 3-0. Chiefs in last. What's going on to, over there?
1: To be fair, the Broncos have played the Giants, Jets, and Jaguars. Uh, they it should count as 3 0. Oh. The like
0: Raiders are pretty legit. 2.5. Though. The Raiders are legit, though. I'll give the Raiders legit. I'll give the Raiders legit. I mean, they beat the Ravens. That's going to count for something.
1: Be the Steelers.
0: And the Steelers, correct. Yeah. But all right. Um, one more thing before we wrap up here. Got to keep it short because we don't deserve to do a long podcast when Clemson loses. Um, The USA. It's, it's a great time to be an American absolute domination, absolute domination in the Ryder cup, 19 to nine. You had Brooks and Bryson hugging. I mean, what's going on here. It's like, it's like Europe is just in shambles. We assembled, it was like the 1992 dream team we sent to the Olympics for basketball. It's how good this golf team was absolute domination up in Wisconsin for whistling Straits. It's a great weekend for Wisconsin, actually there to be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, good to see us get a win finally in the Ryder Cup. The Europeans have had our number for early. Recent, uh, recent time, I guess you could say. 2016 was the last time we had won one. Um, the, but we're two and seven in our last nine, make it three and seven in the last 10 now. Um, hopefully, this is the start of something good. A lot of young guns, a lot of rookies on the uh, American team looking very good for the future. So good to see that up there. But I wanted to get your take on Brooks and Bryson hugging. I think. I think Colin wants to say something interesting here because he's always been talking about how Bryson's a beta and Brooks is an alpha and what's going on.
2: Look, Brooks is dead. Bryson's back. He's a full force, just dropping absolute nukes all weekend long. No one cares about Brooks Kepka, Bum washed up. Bryson's back. He's the king of golf again. I don't. I don't care what your sorry, ass, sorry ass takes are about to be on this. That's just it, end all, be all of it. Geez, insert the Michael Scott gift, snip, snap, snip,
1: snap, snip, snap. Colin's just reversing himself on Bryce almost every episode. But I'm a Brooks guy till I die.
0: This is very true. I I will admit Jack is right in this situation. But, Colin, I believe you have a point, a very fair point, and I'm not going to disagree with it. Bryson drove a 350-yard hole to start the day, takes his putter off the tee box, and is raising it to the fans, pumping them up. What an electric atmosphere it was. Um, but, yeah, glad to see the Americans get the win. Glad to see uh, the corals uh, seem to be squashed between the two of them. I still believe it's all for the, the PIP money, the $40 million. Um, we'll see oh, what it's all Oh, it's all
2: scripted. It's all
0: scripted. It definitely 100%. Was. It was all in this lead-up to the Ryder Cup, and then they're, on, they're like, oh, they're best friends again. Apparently, they wanted to play together. Captain Steve Stricker of the USA said so those two were asking Stricker to play together. Um, I believe everybody wanted to see that, but they obviously did well enough uh, – not playing with each other on the team, uh, on the team events. So good one for USA. Um, Boston was awesome. Boston the Yankees, Red Sox lived up to the hype. Fenway is the coolest place of coolest baseball park in America. Awesome place. Um, Boston, a plus town. Great, great atmosphere. Apparently I went to the same game that Jack Harlow was at. He was performing in Boston. He was on the green monster. I didn't see him. My bad guys, but it was pretty cool. Good stuff up there. But, uh, any more, any more words we want to get in, fellas? Last words to wrap it up?
1: Well, hopefully we uh, have something to be fired, about, fired up about come Friday. I mean, it's been a pretty somber couple of days in the football world, at least for me. But, hey, this is when you, you hit the bottom, you hit rock bottom, the only way is up. We're going to climb. We're going to get out of this hole. We're going to be fired up come Friday. BC, BC is the game. I said that last week, And she State's the game. But you know what? BC is going to be the game. Where we get things going. I'm just going to keep saying that until it happens. But we'll see you all Friday. We've got a home game. Got home coming. It's going to be fun. Can we wait. We'll see you all then.
2: Yeah, it's always fun doing these, uh, throwing a little banter around. Uh, I've, fa- I've fallen from my throne of, of the pick'em. But, you know, we're, we're not we're not down for the count yet. Uh unlike what see what it what it seems to be the Clemson football situation is but you know we'll be optimistic here uh and 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 hopefully we'll have a nice homecoming and and won't get our homecoming upset but you know what can you do about it you just got to go out there and take it one week at a time as always thank you guys for listening uh, tell your friends tell your family tell your neighbors tell the strangers uh follow us on Instagram
0: the homeless guy down the street Colin.
2: The, the whole nine yards.
0: Um, yeah, There's we'll see how right that is. Um, yeah, as Jack said, if this is the low point, then then we are spoiled. Um, but we expect better. We expect perfection from our football team. Um, that's the only way they can get better. So let's, let's keep it rolling this weekend. Got a good weekend coming up, homecoming weekend, working on the float all week. Um, come check them out on Saturday, homecoming game. Give me a lot of fun. We'll come at you with a preview on Friday. We'll come at you with a uh, heated up pick'em. It is getting heated in the pick'em. It was heated up last week, and now it's on fire. I'm ready for it. getting close, boys. We got a good slate this weekend, boys. We got a really good slate. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We will talk to you on Friday um, with a preview for the BC game, with a preview for Clemson Sports this weekend. Um, it's going to be a fun one. So make sure you tune in. We appreciate you listening, and we'll catch you guys later. Peace out.
1: Love you guys.